Hello, friends. Welcome to the Mongolian Adventures podcast, a place for stories about Mongolia for adventurous kids. Get comfortable, snuggle in, and let's begin. Let's begin. So this is what it felt like to be tall, really tall. Minjin sat atop Jack the camel, nestled near the curve of his neck and tucked under the heavy load of blankets, wool, wooden poles, and other materials that were strapped to him. He moved with effortless strength, his legs picking their way through the sand as they walked, a part of a group of camels, all packed down with the human stuff. A caravan, Minjin corrected herself in her mind. Jack had told her this morning that a group of camels was called a caravan. And now she was a part of the caravan too. A mouse stowaway, hidden from the humans, but invited and welcomed by the camels. Minjin had said goodbye to her new friend Hutotlin very early this morning, the sun just starting to come up over the Bayanzak cliffs. She had been sad to say goodbye to the beautiful rock formation, the sun streaking across its face. But here she was, on to the next adventure, trekking through the Gobi Desert with camels. The sun was fully up now, and it beat down on Minjin even as she tried to hide in the shade of the cargo on Jack's back. She knew the sand below must be warming up in the sun as well, and wondered how the camels managed to walk on it with such grace. Jack, Minjin whispered to him. Yes, Minjin, he replied, his words smooth and slow, calm in their cadence and rhythm. Are your feet okay? They are, Jack replied, just as good as they can be when I'm 35 years old. Is 35 old for a camel? Minjin asked, glad to distract herself from the sun with the conversation. Jack had been quiet for the first few hours of their trek, and Minjin was relieved to talk a little bit again. Yes, it's old, Jack said, but the good thing about being old is that I am very used to these kinds of treks. I've done them hundreds and hundreds of times. My body knows what to do. It doesn't feel hard to me, just like a normal day. Doesn't the ground get hot? Minjin asked, looking ahead of them where the sand and dirt stretched on. It can, he replied, but one of the benefits of these long legs of mine is that it keeps my body away from the ground. That helps me stay cool and not get as hot. More fresh air up here, he laughed gently, a sound that felt like a hug. But the humans put such heavy things on your humps. You must be getting tired, Minjin mused. Not really, Jack said. Camels are made to carry very heavy loads, very far distances. That's why humans like to use us for just this purpose. And it's why we have survived for so long in a place like the Gobi Desert. We are strong and we don't give up. A bit like you, it seems, since you've been adventuring all around Mongolia. At this, Minjin blushed. Oh no, I don't think I'm strong and brave like you. I'm a tiny mouse. I just can't decide where I want to live or what I want to do. And it seems easier to keep searching than to make a decision. She finished her declaration a little embarrassed, hoping Jack wouldn't think she was pitiful. Jack didn't answer immediately, just kept plodding his way forward, slow and steady. Then he took a breath and turned his neck back a bit so he could look at Minjin. I'm an old camel, Minjin. 
I have walked back and forth across this desert for my whole life. I have seen all sorts of animals and humans, and I have seen how we are each made to be just who we are. I am a camel. I am made for walking in this desert. My body and my mind work together so I can do this job just right. I think you are a mouse, and you have your own special gifts and talents. You are finding them, and you are doing the work to understand who you are. That's not embarrassing. That's important. Minjin tried not to cry. She settled for nodding her head instead of saying something. Let me tell you a story, Jack continued. It's a silly story, but I think it will make sense to you. Minjin settled in against Jack's fur as she waited to listen. We just came from Bayanzak, right? Yes, Hotothan told me about the dinosaur fossils there and how they were found, Minjin replied. Did she tell you what Bayanzak are? Jack asked Minjin. She tried to remember what they had talked about. Yes, she said they were those scrubby bush plants that are all around the area. Exactly, Jack replied, his words steady and strong. Those shrubs are sometimes called saxol, and they can be different sizes. They like to grow here in the desert, and they have a very important job. They grow in the ground and help keep the sand and dirt from moving too much when it's windy or it storms. They help keep the desert strong and healthy so that all of the animals who live here and call it home can keep surviving. I didn't know the desert needed plants, Minjin said. Yes, it does, Jack continued, and we camels need them too. We like to eat them. And do you know what happens when we eat them? Minjin tried to think. You have the energy to keep going? Yes, that's true. They do give us energy, said Jack. But also, and this is where the story gets a little silly, we poop out the seeds of the Bayanzak plant after we eat them. The sound of calm, gentle Jack talking about poop made Minjin start to giggle. Jack laughed too as he said, I told you this was going to get silly. But it's true. We eat the plants, the plants go through our body, we get what we need, and then we poop. This poop gets spread around the desert as we walk, eat, poop, and keep going. And then, Minjin was still giggling, but she tried to listen. And then the seeds in our poop become a part of the landscape wherever it comes out. And those seeds grow and create new Bayanzak plants in new parts of the desert. The desert gets healthy and strong because of the plants. And the camels stay healthy and strong from the food and energy that we need. All because we listen to our bodies and do what we were made to do, eat and poop. Now both Minjin and Jack were laughing. Minjin paused to take a sip of water from the water bottle she had tucked in her backpack. So are you saying your magic poop is like me trying to find a home, she asked. Not exactly, chuckled Jack. What I'm saying is that we are made to live in harmony with our environment. Camels are made to live and eat and poop here in the desert. And when we do those things, then we help the desert, and the desert helps us. It's a cycle of helping. It makes the world better, and it protects the environment, just by pooping. He lifted his head and looked at the camels around them. You are learning about yourself. You are learning about the world. You are figuring out how you can use the skills and talents you have to help the world. 
And that's the best kind of journey you can be on. And eventually, you are going to find your magic poop. He laughed. Minjin, you will find how you can live in a way that protects the earth and helps it grow. You will find how your work can be a part of the bigger world. You are one mouse, but it matters. Each of us matters, and so does our poop. She remembered what she had learned when they had visited Terelch about caring for the environment and thinking about what each part of nature needed. She thought about Elwyn, the elk, alone but not lonely, living by his peaceful lake. She remembered the monastery, a place for healing where there had previously only been hurts. They all had taught her about what it meant to be connected to nature, to the world, to the animals around her to think about who she was as a mouse and what she should do to share her connection with the world. Camels were pretty amazing, that she was sure of. They walked for hours, and Jack hadn't stopped for water at all. It wasn't until the caravan reached a small pool of water that the camels finally filled themselves with the cool water, and the humans began to slide the piles of heavy belongings off of the camels' backs. Minjin climbed up to hide near Jack's ears, waiting until it was dusk and she could safely scurry down to the ground. She watched as the humans set to work building their gear, a reminder of the very first home tour she had been on, exploring her home, not in Toll Market, and seeing the gear supplies for sale. It was incredible watching the humans work, the speed of their arms and legs hard to believe. They used their long fingers to tie the knots and ropes together, and it was a large, impressive puzzle being solved right before her eyes. First, they set out the door. Then they lay out the floor pieces, constructing a wooden base. Then they spread out the lattice walls, tying them together with rope and putting the door at the front, making it look like a home missing its roof and walls. The wooden poles came next, hoisted into place so they could be notched into the top of the lattice and fit into the circular wooden piece in the middle. The walls were wrapped around next, the felt and fabric layered over each other and tied tightly, the men struggling to get them as tight as they possibly could. Then the top coverings were placed, one of the smaller humans standing on top and helping to move the fabric into place, even as Minjin was afraid she would tumble off and fall to the ground. Don't worry, Jack reassured her. She knows what to do. She's done this hundreds of times. Then the gear was complete, and the humans carried in the remaining furniture and supplies. A metal stove and chimney were placed in the middle of the gear, and rugs, bedding, and cooking supplies went in through the bright orange door. The stars began to shine as Minjin found a spot near Jack to curl up and rest. See, Jack whispered to her, the gears were made for a life like this, to travel, to be put up over and over again, to make a home in the desert for the humans. It fits. You fit too. Now you just get to decide how you want to fit. But the fitting, it's already there because you exist. You are here. Minjin nodded, her exhaustion overtaking her ability to speak. She fit. That was enough to know for today.
Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Mongolian Adventures podcast. You can find more information about the podcast as well as lesson plans for educators at www.mongolianadventurespodcast.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Mongolian Adventures Podcast. And on Twitter, we're at Mongolian ADV Pod. We'd love for you to draw a picture or create artwork based off of today's story. Send us your pictures at mongolian.adventures.podcast at gmail.com and maybe you'll see it featured on our social media. Until next time! May your adventures be big and your dreams even bigger.